Josh Juvenville is a pro lacrosse player for the NLL and the Toronto Rock. Join me, Drake Demore, as we talk to Josh about growing up in Windsor, moving out to Michigan for school where he now lives, and becoming a pro lacrosse player. Hello, how you doing? It's Zach Cassie. Adam Enrique. Joe Siddle. Tom Crawford. Todd Warner. Brett Romberg. DJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. Yo, what up, everybody? My name is Jason Moore. And thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Windsor's only a local sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit every Thursday at 12.30 and replays on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You'll hear highlights from our podcast interviews, some good music, and as much local sports news as we can normally gather. Still broadcasting from home during this pandemic. Here on the podcast, dropping first thing every Thursday morning on windcitysports.com or anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you'll hear the full uncut and unedited version of interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more. We also have a big social media presence at WinCity underscore sports. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, and whatever app you might use, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as well as listening to podcasts. Give us a review, subscribe on Spotify or whatever else you uh, uh, use as well. Do ask that, please, and thank you. But today is Thursday, July 9th. 2020 and it's episode 202 of Win City Sports. Postponed last week as I uh, personally very busy um, in my life and uh, may, might be still going forward. Um, just putting this out there as a feeler. Might be doing bi-weekly for the next little bit just to kind of take some stress and time away from for me I guess to free up some time for myself. But I love coming here every week and doing a brand new podcast, brand new radio show on C-Jam as well. Talking to our athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and people in Windsor, and that brings us to our interview this week. As you already know, it's Josh Jubenville. Interesting story about him is that he was actually the second or third person that I ever interviewed, or maybe fourth. Back on episode, I believe it's four or five, I interviewed he himself and Andrew Guerin, who were lacrosse players for the Windsor Clippers at the time in contact with them I was able to with the team I was able to get two guys down to the station to do an interview when I was first starting and you know it's a little bit different as uh, you know four years has gone on I've learned a lot about interviewing and since then I've followed Andrew and Josh throughout their careers in lacrosse and with Josh making it to the NLL becoming a pro playing for the Toronto Rock I thought it was more than enough time to get him back on the show and do a formal interview talk about playing for the Toronto Rock in the NLL stuff like that tell his story more specifically it was a little bit different the first time we just kind of talked about you know individually them or both of them you know uh, their experiences in the sport and you know their thoughts on the season right now there is no season obviously due to the pandemic so I figured it was a good enough time to talk to, to Josh specifically about his career and his life so we'll get into that in a little bit. This kid from Windsor, he's living out in Grand Rapids now. He went to school up there. He's also a coach there where he also travels out to Canada and around the world to play for the NLL, uh, you know, in normal circumstances. We do have a lot to talk about this week on Wind City Sports, given that we, um, you know, postponed last week. We missed the June 27th miracle. Talking about that last week since we weren't here. A miracle happened in Windsor. 
Um, over 3 million pounds donated. Uh, we did our part to throw some stuff out on the porch that day. I wanted to uh, volunteer myself, but again, just a busy schedule left me uh, out of the loop on that one. But man, got to be proud of Windsor, Essex and the whole the whole county from here to Kingsville. As we learned, uh, Leamington is our cutoff as of late. We know exactly where Windsor, Essex is. Um, man, that that's such an incredible feat for our community to do. Um, so I'm proud to be part of Wind City, of course, and that's why I do what I do here to tell the stories of our people. Um, again, we missed a lot of news. We have TJ Laramie going to the UFC for a contender series bout, uh, matchup, fight, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about that, a little bit of Spitfires news if we got it, and what other things that we might have missed. Throughout the last two weeks, really, since we haven't been here, since our interview with Andre Georges, pro boxer, you can go back and listen to that one. You can go back and listen to any episode. And we actually have 200, this is our 203rd episode, technically, I failed to mention that on the podcast, like three or four weeks in a row, leading up to the 200th, uh, 199 was actually our 200th, because we had a bonus episode with Jake the Snake Roberts, that's right, WWF wrestler, when he came through to Detroit not too long ago, special programming, we had a bonus podcast and radio show with him, so 203 episodes, uh, probably close to two, because some of them didn't include interviews, close to 200 interviews, and probably 180 different unique voices and people, guests who have been on the show. Obviously, we've had some recurring ones. But anyway, let's get into our newest one with pro lacrosse player, NLL lacrosse player, the Toronto Rocks, Josh Jubenville. Here we go. So right now on the phone, we have a pro lacrosse player with the NLL's Toronto Rock, a former Windsor Clipper on our junior B team, Josh Jubenville. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, Drake. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, for sure, dude. So, like I said, a little bit about growing up. I know uh, you're from Windsor, and then you ended up going out to Michigan from school for school. So just kind of what was uh, growing up like? What kind of area did you live in here in Windsor? What school and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Devonshire Heights area, okay. Windsor, um, right around uh, Devonshire Mall. Uh, I went to school right around the corner, St. Christopher, grade school, and then went to Holy Ames High School. Michigan for college. As you said, I played for the Windsor Clippers Junior B. Um, I went up to Junior A with the Six Nations Arrows and then went off to school. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you were always into sports as a kid growing up. I'm sure lacrosse wasn't the only sport that you played. So did you play hockey and baseball or what kind of sports were, were, were you also into? Yeah, I mean, as a as a kid, I pretty much played every sport. Yeah. Um, up until high school, it kind of narrowed my focus down. Um, I mean, I, I played baseball, hockey. Um, didn't play too much competitively, but yeah. in high school and grade school, I played a lot of different sports um, and kind of focused more on lacrosse as I got older. Yeah. It's kind of a general question because, like, obviously you play sports with your friends. You might play baseball with them and then you might play organized hockey and then when, again once you get to high school then more things kind of open up but I'm sure you weren't just specific into one sport your whole life right? No yeah I definitely played I mean I played organized sports my whole life uh, yeah. baseball soccer a little bit hockey um, lacrosse obviously so mm -hmm. like I had my winter sports and then I had my summer sports as well so I was constantly playing sports um, different sports all year round 
I wasn't just playing lacrosse all year round, uh, which I think is a big thing for for kids growing up now to develop their athletic ability and their overall athleticism. Um, play as many sports as you can until you until you really feel that um, to get better, you need to focus on that one sport. Yeah, that's a big topic right now. Like I was going to say, that's the true definition of an athlete, you know, being able to cross paths in different sports, cross training, all that stuff. So obviously I would agree with that, that, you know, kids should kind of get involved in as much different things as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big things I preach to young kids now that ask me, like, how, how do you get so good at one sport or, or you know, how, how can I be a professional athlete? an athlete you have to be good at multiple things and the better overall athlete you are the better at one particular sport you're going to be down the road um, so I just I just kind of focus on that when I'm, when I'm talking to younger kids and, and when they're asking me about my sport background and what I grew up doing yeah of course I mean you know your story better than anyone, right? But it's funny you bring that up, actually. I was going to say, you know, I feel more kids should consider going into lacrosse, especially if they want to be a professional athlete um, and are already, you know, multi-sport athletes. Would you would you agree with that? Obviously, not as many kids are being recruited for lacrosse rather than hockey or baseball, so it kind of narrows it down to a more specific pool. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps to start playing, um, you know, a sport younger, um, helps you develop better and, and learn the skills at a younger age so you can uh, but um, that's not necessarily the case for everyone. A lot of people that are successful in a sport, um, they could have started a lot later than other people. Um, I started playing lacrosse when I was uh, when I was nine, but a lot of people I know started playing when they were a lot younger, say three years old is when, is when a lot of people start playing. That's the, the youngest division, Kike. Um, I didn't necessarily start playing as young as everybody else, but uh, it ended up working out for me. So yeah. I'm happy with, uh, with where my journey started. For sure, for sure. I mean, when you look back on things, you you usually don't have any regrets, right? But I was actually going to ask that too, was if you wanted to start playing earlier or if there was ever that uh, moment of a transition where you started to focus on lacrosse more than anything. Um, I don't really regret starting playing when I did. Um, at the time, I was, I was really focused on hockey. Um, but then, I, I mean, I, I fell in love with lacrosse pretty fast. And, and um, I just never wanted to stop playing that's all I wanted to do all the time so I kind of realized that that's the direction I was meant to go and uh, I kind of just went with it enjoyed it loved it um, thankfully it worked out yeah yeah that's cool man I mean on the topic of the sport itself obviously it's not one of the top four core sports but it's Canada's national sport so obviously I'm sure you as a professional lacrosse player wish that there was more exposure for the league and for the sport itself. Right, and a lot of people aren't really aware of lacrosse being a national sport of Canada just because it's kind of overshadowed by 
hockey and uh, you know the Raptors and, <laughs> and basketball and the and the Blue Jays and baseball. So um, so lacrosse kind of gets a little put to the side, um, but lacrosse is doing a very good job of, of branding itself and promoting itself and advertising and marketing is, is doing a big part for the sport right now um, and I mean hopefully the sport gets a lot more exposure the, the more success it has and, and um, I mean I, I'm proud to be a part of um, its growth and I'm doing what I can and everyone's everyone's kind of doing their own part to promote the sport and, and kind of uh, show why it's such an enjoyable sport to be a part of yeah absolutely man and as you attest to like right before all this happened too, the marketing and the exposure for it was starting to grow a little bit but maybe during you know all this pandemic crap once it's all over if everything gets back to normal in a you know fairly normal capacity maybe we'll see some more uh some more entertainment and some more uh interest in the sport in the league you know especially in toronto Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we mentioned, you're now you're now you're part of the Toronto Rock. We first knew of you here with the Clippers. So, what do you remember about first coming to the Windsor Clippers organization? I'm sure you're drafted, but kind of tell me about how that all went down. When I first started playing with the Clippers. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, like you said, you had just some experience before that, but you were obviously recruited to Junior B at least, right? man and even during the time that you were here you guys had a good run for pretty much every year in the playoffs uh every year you guys that yeah you were around pretty much so i'm sure your time in junior was really positive when you look back on it yeah yeah i don't really have much negative to say about it other than not winning a championship with the Clippers, <laughs> but uh, no, that's how it goes sometimes and just uh if you're able to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the night, say you gave it your all, that's all that matters. So, yeah, hundred percent, man. I always say junior sports is like like high school in a way. They say the same thing, you know. Four years will fly by, all that. You know, you'll meet lots of friends and some you'll never see again. But in four short years, you create a lot of ma- lasting memories. You know. Absolutely. There's there's guys that I still talk to that I played with in Windsor, and uh, I'm sure that we'll stay connected for a long time to come. Absolutely, man. So, um, 
in junior, you know, you were drafted 40th overall in 2017. As you mentioned, you went up to uh, junior A for a bit there as well to improve your game. But first you went out to Davenport University where you are now. Um, so I'm sure you were recruited there to play, correct? Yeah, so the coach, um, he saw me playing Windsor a few times. And uh, the two-hour drive isn't, isn't that bad no. from Grand Rapids to Windsor. So every chance he got to come out to Windsor and see us play, uh, he made sure to do that, uh, which was huge because Grand Rapids not being too far from Windsor is a big recruiting aspect for the school. Uh, a lot of Ontario-driven uh, recruiting is flowing into Davenport now. And since it's a D2, NCAA D2 school now, it's getting a lot of um, exposure, I guess, in yeah. the Michigan and Ontario area. Because it's the only Division two school around. Um, so it has a lot of potential to grow in the, in the upcoming years. And, and uh, I'm glad to still be a part of the program now as a coach. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say too. Now you're still out there. During that time, um, as we'll get into when we when we get to the uh, the Toronto Rock era, one, at first you were you know committed to school, so you wanted to stay out there, but now you kind of call it home, right? Yeah, yeah, Grand Rapids is a really nice area. Um, the three and a half years that I, or three years that I uh, played at Davenport were pretty good years, to say the least. Um, First year, I didn't get to play that much. I injured my shoulder. Um, so I, I got the most out of my time my sophomore year and junior year, um, which were, I mean, not very satisfying, or uh, the outcome wasn't very satisfying, but uh, the journey was pretty enjoyable. Well, that can just kind of keep you keep you driven, right? I mean, you're still just always chasing that championship, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, what was the what's the level of play like out there for lacrosse compared to here? Like when you went over, were were you kind of shocked? Was there was there a transition for you at all? I mean, when I was when I was playing minor and uh, junior, I didn't really play field much, or if not at all. So transitioning from box to field was a little adjustment, uh, but coaches helped me out a lot, and uh, there wasn't too many rule changes that I had to get used to. I was kind of just playing my box style on a bigger field with more people, um, so and a bigger net, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it was there was a little adjustment to be made just because of the size of the field and a couple different rules but uh, for the most part it was a pretty smooth transition like you said it's pretty much the same sport you know just a little bit of a different aspect but you never know yeah. there's a, sometimes the small things make a diff, big difference but when you're at that level of course you can you know make it seamless yeah I mean my my endurance had to had to uh, improve a little bit yeah <laughs> A little bit of a bigger field, a little more running. Which, you know what, there's, there's so much running in lacrosse anyway. I mean, it just kind of took a little bit of a, a little bit more of a drive, I suppose, right? Yeah, and, and focusing more on improving my endurance to, to play field lacrosse ended up helping my box game a lot. Uh, anyway, so I mean, 
Yeah, they kind of bounce off each other, obviously. So obviously that experience in college or university too was very vital for you as a player. Um, from there, it seems like you kept playing throughout the summer in the uh, major, the what is it, MSL in Oakville. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that league. Uh, what's it like out there? Uh, so basically, um, so the NLL runs in the winter. And then in the summer, pretty much all the NLL players play in the summer league, which is the major series of lacrosse. That's it, yeah. Um, and it only has a few teams, only has a handful of teams. Um, so a lot of the teams, or all the teams really, um, they're very competitive and uh, there's, there's a little tiny bit of room for um, error, I guess you'd say, because all the players playing in this league are professional. So when I first joined that league, uh, I was humbled very quick. <laughs> uh, kind of got put in my place a couple times, uh, but uh, it was it was a fun it was a fun summer. The very the first summer playing for Oakville uh, made me realize that I need to work on some things. Uh, gave me some confidence, showing that I, I was able to play with these guys. Um, and that was after I got drafted. So yeah. um, after after getting drafted to the NLL, um, going to play in that summer league with all the professionals, it was it was a it was the perfect experience that I could have had um, trying to prepare for the NLL because, like I said, they're all professional players. Um, and they're, they're there to win. They're they're taking it seriously, and um, it's just just as competitive as the NLL. That's what I was going to say. Obviously, that experience kind of fast-tracked you into the NLL, but it seems like that was the real transition there, was going to pro and, you know, playing with the big boys and see how they play and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. so like I said, like yeah. all the, pretty much all the NLL guys play in the NFL in the summer. Um, so that was, that was really beneficial for me as a player um, and, as a, and as a young man trying to jump into this yeah that's that's the big transition for a lot of people is not always the level of play but it's like now i'm with the men you know i played with the boys and, and kids in junior and in college but now it's like i'm it's uh men against men yeah and i've always been a smaller guy so um trying to jump in and play with these guys that are some of them are twice my size trying to compete with these guys that are a lot stronger than me. Um, really, really um, identified my strengths and my weaknesses, so um, it helped me plan for what I, what I want to achieve in the future and uh, uh, currently uh, what I need to focus on to, to fit in in this league and stand out. Gotcha. So that kind of takes me to where we're at now, uh, pretty much uh, pre all this pandemic stuff. So just late last year, you were signed to the Toronto Rock. 
that had to have been a cool moment for you. Like, how did that all come to be, at least in your eyes? You kind of alluded to it before with uh, the connection in Oakville. Yeah, I mean, when I when I first got drafted uh, by Toronto and then got drafted to Oakville, I kind of kind of you know realized this is this is the perfect situation. Um, Toronto's organization and, and management has a lot of ties to Oakville, so that connection um, really put me in a perfect situation to um, enhance my game and get ready for the next level. Uh, and you know, when I, when I eventually signed that contract with Toronto, I was just, um, wasn't necessarily relieved just because, uh, that was, that was my goal. You know, that was my plan. That's what I wanted to achieve. Um, so I, I wasn't really going to let myself slow down until I, you know, signed that contract. But, uh, it really all came to fruition when I when I ran out on the floor for the first time and uh, looked around and saw the crowd and heard my name. Um, that's that's when it kind of all uh, came together. Yeah, those are the cool moments that you know. Out of everything you might do in your career, those little things are just things you'll look back on and be like, I never forget my first game at the ACC or the Scotia Bank Arena or whatever, you know. Yeah, you know, those are some things that. Uh, as long as your career lasts, um, you're not really going to forget. Um, they'll always be in your memory. Um, just reminds you of all the hard work you endured to get to the point that you accomplished. And um, uh, it's just it's just a really good feeling overall. 100%. Just those little things, right? I'm sure you know exactly where you were standing, how you felt, just every little thing, right? Yeah, I, I tried to take in as much of the... Um, atmosphere as I could at the time, but um, you know when you're when you're playing mm-hmm. um, and certain things are going on, you kind of kind of black out in yeah. a way. Um, but those things like the running out of the tunnel with getting my name called uh, the home opener and scoring my first goal, I I remember uh, pretty much everything. Um, that was around me at that time so it's yeah. pretty cool yeah definitely a lot of adrenaline rush but you know still just those uh those things are very cool and we talked about you know your transition from from rank to rank you've played in junior you've played in uh, college you played pro in another league as well and i'm sure all that helped you get to the nll and make your transition a little bit seamless right yeah definitely um you know, some guys take the long route to the NLL, and I was fortunate enough to um, get drafted and, and play under the Toronto Rocks coaches in the summer leading up to the my first NLL season. So I'm just thankful that um, I had the opportunity to work with those guys before the NLL season came around and before training camp got started. And it kind of um, steered me in the right direction and set me up for lot of success so again to kind of wrap it up it must be cool to play out there in the rock um as you mentioned before it was only four hours away from you but still the closest you can get to an nll team um and i'm sure you're looking forward to getting back to uh back to business so have you been away from the game since shutdown um i mean i've kept my stick in my hands for sure (laughs) i don't go more than a few days without uh throwing the ball around and messing around um, but uh, I've been staying in shape for sure. Uh, just haven't really 
really gotten that game-like feel in a while. Um, that's kind of what you itch for around this amount of time off. Even though it's been, it's, this is only my first year in the NLL, I can kind of sense what what all the guys buzz about in the off season and why they're excited to get back into the NLL season. Yeah, it was a crappy way to kind of end this season, man. But it's cool that, again, you're just a guy from Windsor who's uh, another one on the list that's been able to make it to pro uh, lacrosse and a pro athlete from here in our town. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. All right, all right. Josh Juvenbill of the Toronto Rock here on the Wind City Sports Podcast. My name is Drake Demore, your host as always. That was actually the second time I've actually interviewed Josh. You wouldn't really know it. Going all the way back to episode five of the Wind City Sports show, podcast and radio show, him and Andrew Garrett were on the show as I talked about at the beginning. A lot has changed since then, so I was able to redo that. Thank you again to Josh for taking the time to do that and giving me a lot of your time, actually, because we did that in two separate pieces, really. Um, had some technical difficulties at the end and had to call him back to kind of wrap it up and piece it back together. Uh, not the first time that that's kind of happened, but um, one of the first times that I've had to, I think maybe one of the only or few times that I've had to, you know, call someone back or you know redo it or redo a part of 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 it just because we missed out on on the good parts so i figure let's uh let's redo let's try this again but without further ado we're going to wrap up the podcast here with a little bit of my own thoughts and uh news i suppose um again thank you to josh i mean i I hope that lacrosse gets back um as soon as possible we missed out on a year of clippers lacrosse i was looking forward to and the NLL as well so hopefully as we talked about Josh we see a little bit of resurgence for the sport especially during these times you know if things get back to normal in any way shape or form that uh, people will show some more interest in the sport which uh, as he talked about is our national sport but anyway some sports news that I want to get out of the way here right after episode 201 dropped on Thursday uh, two weeks ago the news came out that TJ Laramie would be fighting for the UFC Contender Series, or maybe that was uh, after I recorded. He's been on the show before, episode 91, from right here in Windsor. He trains out at MTC Windsor. He's actually out in Vancouver prepping for his fight right now. Um, he's going to be taking on Daniel Swain of the USA and Dana White's Contender Series at uh, UFC Apex August 11th, so just about a month from now. Um, pretty much fighting for a UFC contract. And regardless, you know, trying to show his worth and, uh, you know, make a name for himself. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye out for him and, and watch his fight and see how that goes. Um, everyone's been kind of anticipating this one for a while, and he's still got to still gotta earn his shot with a contender series matchup. What else do we have? We have some Windsor Spitfires news, actually. Um, they Over the time that uh, we've been gone, we missed the import draft and as well as some trades. Um, so all, although Ruben Rafkin, he was a defenseman for the uh, Spitfires last year, he's a Nashville Predators draft pick and he's from Finland. He's opted to play pro uh, in, in Finland at home this season. But the Spitfires have also opted to retain his rights and will make just one pick in the CHL import draft. If I can find that, this was last week actually, because we're just we're catching up on on old news really. 
um, and as well as the trade. But in regards to the CHL import draft um, from Moscow, Moscow, Sap, I should really practice these names before I start. Spartak, the Moscow Spartak Jr., <laughs> a six foot, 190 pound, probably 15 year old, and Daniel Sobolev has been drafted to our Windsor Spitfires. So we have a unit in store from overseas. Um, and he was targeted from the beginning. They, uh, they selected him in the second round, and then they made a trade. They acquired defenseman Michael Renwick from the Hamilton Bulldogs in exchange for some picks. In exchange for the 18-year-old, the Spitz gave up their second-round OHL draft pick in 2024, which is Oshawa's, a conditional second-round pick in 2024, which was Kitchener's, and then a conditional fifth-round pick in 2024, which was Windsor's. So that's a little bit of Windsor Spitfire sports news since we've been gone. Um, and even last week, uh, very recently actually, July 5th was the 10-year passing of Bob Probert, Windsor's own, one of the most polarizing figures and legends to come out of the city. Uh, 10-year passing is unfortunate to uh, kind of reminisce on that anniversary, of course, but there's a nice write-up from the Detroit News about Danny Probert, episode, I forget what episode she was on, the first one of 2019 she was on. And um, they also announced some some pretty sad news for myself um, and fans around uh, Windsor-Essex and Ontario. The Probert ride was canceled. It was supposed to be about two weekends ago, and they've rescheduled it for June 27th, 2021. It was supposed to be uh, the 28th of this year, and they had some huge plans in store. Not only did they have Don Cherry lined up to be at the event and endorsing the event, but also through Spit and Chicklets and Paul Bizanet Biznasty was going to be coming down. And oh boy, can I not wait till next year to hopefully get a Win City Sports exclusive out of that one. I'm sure that there's much more I can dig up and talk about here on the Win City Sports podcast, but I think that's it this week on the show. My name is Drake Demore, and I'm here every Thursday with a brand new episode of the podcast and radio show on CJAM 99.1 FM, the Windsor City Sports Radio Show, every Thursday at 12.30 and replays Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You'll hear highlights from our podcast interviews, local sports news, and some good music. Broadcasting during this pandemic from home, here on the podcast, they drop every Thursday morning as usual. First thing in the morning, windcitysports.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search up Win City Sports or the Win City Sports Podcast. W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. Give us a subscribe and review on whatever app you may use. And follow us on social media. We have a big social media presence. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at WinCity underscore sports if you're ever trying to find us. Or again, just search up Win City Sports and you will should easily be able to find us. Um, you can also follow me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram at Drake Demore. But until next week, smell you later.